Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Murder Rant. <laughs> JJ was very much caught off guard there. You make it very difficult to sync these up, I'll tell you what. All it comes down to is a simple 3, 2, 1, go. And yet you're over here, 7, 23, negative 7, 9, 2, 3, go. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> what? It's just the third number. It's always the third number. Well, not always the third number. No, Sometimes usually it's the like the seventh. Number. Normally it's the seventh. Anyways, hi guys. I'm JJ AK Jr. Wolf. I'm this Seth, is my Dr. Zombrain. And this is Nerd Rant. Today we are going to be talking about the Game Awards of 2023. I know we're a little behind. JJ was away last week and yeah. That's really yep. it. That, that's, 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 the that's only it. reason. We would have done it last week, but oh well, it's okay. Yeah. It's not like the biggest thing if we do it a week late, but we still hey. want to cover it because I think there's some big announcements of some games and just cover their words. Uh, so that yeah. way that also gives us more time for our New Year's episode. Because I, mm -hmm. uh, did you listen to that yet? Because <laughs> yeah, we, we yes, full on yes. spent like 15, 20 minutes on the game awards, I think. Yeah. So that gives us some more time for stuff. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. First things first. If you don't know what the Game Awards are, what are you doing listening to this podcast? You need to go and watch it if you have ever played a video game ever. This is the biggest, like, gaming show of the year. You have the biggest announcements, you know, the big time rewards. Which These for are, like, the, the most well-known rewards. For the people thinking E3, that's canceled. So this will be the number yep. one <laughs> game yep. uh, gaming event of the year now. Yep, and despite what you think of, you know, their terrible jokes and not-so-great comedy... It is the biggest, and it will remain to be so simply because, you know, it is the most well-known. Yes. But today we are going to be going over the different awards themselves, the different uh, game announcements that happened, and I actually wanted to talk a little bit about the, like, the more behind-the-scenes of the show because uh, I learned recently how the voting works, and I thought it was really interesting and wanted to touch on that. So, okay. what do you want to go to first? I want to go to the fact that we got the Muppets again. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get why they keep doing that. This is what, the second or third year in a row we've got a Muppet on the show? I don't know about show. three years ago, but I know I watched it last year, and they had Animal playing the drums, and I'm like, what the yeah. hell is this? It's a little strange. I mean, I'm not complaining, because I grew up with the Muppets, the Muppets are kind of a vibe, but, like, the Game Awards in 2023, we're getting Gonzo with a chicken mm -hmm. conspiracy. <laughs> like, what? human has watched a Muppets anything in the recent like year and a half I I don't even I I rewatch a lot of old stuff I can't remember it's been years since I've watched the Muppets yeah I I haven't seen a Muppets thing in so long unless you count those weird like Kermit shorts that keep popping up with like oh you know, no those no ones. <laughs> no I do not count those at all it took me a minute no no the fact that that's the only Muppets content I've seen in a long time, I don't think that's a good sign for their brand. <laughs> that's why they got to call the Game Awards. They got to stay relevant with their conspiracy theories. And yeah, gamers is the, the target audience, clearly. <laughs> anyway, let's go on. <laughs> do you want to start with new games or do we want to end with new games? I'm thinking maybe end. Yeah, well, we'll end with the new games. Okay. So I guess what first let's I guess we can talk about the the way it works first. Yeah, let's do that. Kind of like a good introduction. So, uh, do you know how the voting works? Nope. All right. So I learned this recently, and apparently this is like 
completely different when it comes to award shows. Like usually a lot of award shows are like you have your team of judges. Usually it can be anywhere from like three judges to a hundred judges, right? Mm -hmm. Like depending on how big of a opinion base they want. Usually that's how it is, right? They ask these people and they all vote based on, you know, what they've done. But the game awards does it very differently, right? So as you know, you can vote on pretty much every award in the game awards, right? And the thing that sparked me to look into this was the Player's Choice Award stated that 100% of your votes is what decides this award. You know, nobody else gets to affect it. And I was like, well, it might have been naive, but I originally assumed that was how all the awards worked. So then I went ahead and looked some things up, and apparently the way that the Game Awards do it is they have basically a board of references, right? And it's like those big gaming review sites right like you got ign you got uh oh uh, gosh what's that player player one whatever like the, uh, the, you know, the all reviewing those sites <laughs> yeah all those like big popular gaming review sites they contact them and those are the people that nominate the awards right they're the people who decide okay out of all the games this year which ones do we feel deserve these awards so they're the ones that bring up the nominations then secondly they contact um gosh i think it was developers of games like they had um like the head of xbox i've always forget his name literally always i want to say head phil. of xbox Is it guy phil? phil spencer yeah <laughs> phil spencer and then you know head of nintendo head of uh playstation all those people they have them like give their thoughts as well and then all of these people reference other people that they want to vote and then 10 percent of what the community voted like our our votes through the websites it affects it so only 10 percent is what our votes are worth and then the other 90 percent is those references that they contacted sounds like america our <laughs> votes don't matter i mean they do matter 10 percent 10 percent is a lot when it comes to voting because like Say, for example, you know, yeah. a game comes up to like, oh, well, this these people thought like 50% thought this should win and, you know, 49% thought this, you know. 10% is a lot when it comes to that. It could completely throw something off. But yeah. But then even then, it's hard because then it's like how much of the community... Okay, so 2% of the community thinks this is a good game and this is game of the year. You know what I mean? Like, say that it is... 49 to 50 it's like well and then the the 49 wins right it's two percent of the like that, yes that's a lot but is it's not like how how do we know how much of our votes is that like say that all of us vote all 10 percent go to this one well that means the entire community thinks this is good but if one percent but that wins this that tops it over you know what i mean it's it's mm -hmm. yes our votes matter but it's still just there's some doubt in we our We don't votes. have as much sway as yeah. we probably should in the matter. Though, I am happy that they are contacting, you know, those IGNs of the world that actually play the games mm. and review them. Like they're, I don't know about IGN. What do you mean IGN? IGN's one of the best, bro. Have you seen some of their reviews? <laughs> yeah? They're really bad. <laughs> they clearly don't know what they're watching or playing debatable but anyways I'm, I'm glad that they're contacting people who actually play the games and you know review them for a living like it is their job to play games instead of like 
these judges that might consume the content every yeah. once in a while but do other things you know yeah i think that's a much more fair way for a gaming award show but you know makes sense yeah and then we also got the game awards which is probably the only one to have a uh vote in fortnite yep fortnite does everything including politics pretty much they're gonna get all the uh nine-year-olds to vote and each uh, nine-year-old counts as one uh tenth of a vote for the next presidential election sigh <laughs> anyway anything else about the process what definitely i'm asking anything else about the process or are we gonna move on um, or is that about I it? Think, I think that's about it in terms of like how the voting itself works. Okay. Their their internal system is very interesting. And I did see some people say if your game is released too late in the year, there's a very low chance that it gets nominated because they're contacting these um these review because sites. It's just it a takes harder them process. time yeah. to play the games and like fully put out their entire review. And so if you released it a month or two before the show you're not going to be able to get nominated. They haven't had time to play your game and recommend it. That explains so why that's so many, why, yeah. That's why most of the games this year actually came out in spring slash summer of this year. Yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. If, if that's how it works, I guess game companies are going to try to push it earlier <laughs> just so it can be nominated for game. Uh, not, not necessarily so they can win, but at least they have a chance. And even if they yeah. don't win and they're only nominated, that's still coverage, right? Like, yeah, like we publicity. said, it is the biggest. So just seeing yeah. something on there is You can big. still slap a nominated mm -hmm. for three game awards on a cover and it sound good. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. I also wanted to bring up the fact this is just a personal thing and I feel like the internet agrees. Hogwarts Legacy wasn't nominated for anything. Oof. And I feel like that's because a lot of the uh, the review sites kind of were afraid of this game. Because if they rated it highly, they were targeted for like, oh my gosh, you like JK Rowling? How dare you? And if they rated it low, then they have all the Harry Potter stands after them. So either way, they tried to stay away from this game. So I feel like while this game deserves at least one nomination, it didn't get anything. <laughs> That's rough. But yeah. Anyway, so you ready to move on to the awards themselves? Sure. All right. So the way I have it here is I have a tweet from Game Pass Tracker. They just put everything in a nice condensed list here. Uh, they have the game and then what list what it was nominated for and what it won. So I'm just going to go down this list here. Uh, so yeah. Alan Wake 2 was nominated for game of the year best game direction best narrative best art direction best score and music best audio design and best performance i think something that which, we see with this in the anime awards too for crunchyroll generally mm. if a sh if a gamer show is in something it's in most of them right like i saw i'm listening to this podcast and for the for the anime and <laughs> this guy afterwards was trying he doesn't watch like the the words and he doesn't read manga and stuff Good. so he doesn't know a lot of the stuff going on so when he was trying they try to as a game they try to have him guess the winners and it's like well attack on titans and like everything so it's normally between attack on titan spy x family and one other and i feel like that goes the same for game awards right like last year 
Elden Ring and God of War was in like most of them, and those are the big ones winning everything. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, like looking at this list, it's like a clean sweep. I'll make two has the most nominations by far. Right? They have seven. And I think the second most is four? Or no, five. Yeah, yeah five. So the second most is five. So Alan Wake 2, not only did it come out of nowhere, I don't think anybody expected it would even be nominated for Game of the Year. But, like, winning three awards is what it won. Like, that's hey. kind of insane for a game that was like, oh, I guess that exists this year. Uh, but yeah, it won Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, and Best Art Direction. Which... Art direction, I feel like, is very cheated because the art style was real life. Like, you can't, like, there's not much different art style in that. It's just meant to look realistic. Narrative, I could see. It was a very story-focused game. And game direction, you know, that's, I think that's more like what the team foresaw yeah. when they started the game and whatnot. So that's more behind the scenes. I think art direction but... isn't necessarily, like, creative freedom like that, though. I think there might be other things, so I wonder if I'm wondering if like symbolism, you know, like that's kind of in the art, like what it means. So I'm wondering what exactly goes into that award. Yeah. Versus just visuals. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, next game on this list is Armored Core Four? Question mark. I don't know my Roman numerals. Vi. Vi. It's, no, it's six. It's six. Isn't it? Six. Yeah, Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon was nominated for one thing, Best Action Game, and it won that award. I will say, I I have not played it, nor any other Armored Core game, but it does, like, I can, that makes sense to me, you know? It, it, it looks like a you, big action yeah. game. I think you said that last year, it's like, even if you don't know it, it mm -hmm. is popular enough, it makes sense. Yeah. It's been around the block for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, then we got the big hitter here, Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, hold on. Nope. This one was nominated for more than Alan Wake. I was about to say. I was wrong here, yeah. I'm like, uh, seven? And, and you know, I scrolled right the past next this is one on five and so Baldur's Gate It was Gate nominated doesn't... for Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Community Support, Best Role Playing Game, Best Multiplayer Game, Best Score in Music, Player's Voice, and Best Performance. And it won a whopping six of those. Which... My one friend did say he did not agree with the multiplayer. He said multiplayer in Borders Gate sucked. I haven't played Borders yeah, Gate I, yet. I don't know. I think, but even just if it was in general, good, like it just doesn't continue. Yeah, even if it was good, I don't count something like Borders Gate as multiplayer. Because when I think yeah. multiplayer, not necessarily that it has to be an MMO like like World of Warcraft or something, but I'm mm -hmm. thinking stuff like Call of Duty, Fortnite. That's like more of a co-op, which is kind of <laughs> multiplayer, but I don't count that in that category. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah, I guess that one is like the most confusing of its awards. Everything else, go for it. <laughs> yeah, like role-playing game, obviously. Of course. It's Dungeons and Dragons. It is the role-playing game. Me over Score here with my music, books. I have no doubt. Yeah. And it is the one that won Game of the Year. Spoiler alert for <sighs> anyone. Baldur's Gate 3 one game year, and from what I hear, it was quite the landslide. I, yeah, I think, did, I forget, were you the one that mentioned it was the most played game of the PC of the year? Yes, yep. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's already giving it a pretty good boost. Yeah. I don't know if you know this either, they shadow dropped it on Xbox, like, at the end I of did. the game I did, I saw that, well, that's crazy. So. That's crazy. Yeah. 
imagine me like and hey, it's already like the top selling game on xbox in the past week so that's crazy and i do want to yeah. mention something um actually you know i'll wait uh just remind me about Boulder's Gate when we get to audio design. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. All right. So we got Cocoon is next. Uh, it was nominated for Best Debut Indie Game, and it won that. I know nothing about Cocoon. How about you? I don't remember I don't any this of the is... indie games. None yeah, of them seem I familiar. Like this year was such a strange year because following last year where like we had a huge line in indie here. game in the game of the year nominations to this year where every game nominated was a sequel to a franchise yeah i think you said every that. game of the year nomination yeah. that is like kind of insane to me it's, and then you know yeah. all of the indie games were just kind of <laughs> like oh i think i remember seeing something about that mm -hmm. i think it you just was not a strong year for them yeah i think you said that earlier uh this year just how this year is a big year just for sequels and i think it's just hard and we talk about this with like IPs. It's hard to go against something like uh, Spider-Man and Harry Potter and Star Wars and Zelda and Zelda. You're trying to go against all of those. That's hard for a little indie developer. I'm not saying it can't be done. We saw that multiple years, uh, like Stray last year, right? Like that's a really random game that I don't think anyone was really anticipating compared to some other hey. games last year, but it still at least got nominated. There's yeah. just not a lot of uh, space with all the sequels we've had this year. Yeah, it's like the only way people can start new IPs these days is if they are like, if they have a name and reputation behind their like studio. Because like, if I see that um, Bandai Namco has a new game, I'm going to be like, oh, I liked, you know, the majority of their other games I played. Why not try it? You yeah. Know? It's that Modern Warfare like clout. Like instead of making a brand new game, oh, it's Modern Warfare from yeah. Treyarch or something like you know using those big names to be like hey let's sell it because that's the only reason yeah. Modern Warfare uh the new trilogy has been doing well because it has that Modern Warfare name <laughs> anyways here's here's the one that I had the biggest issue with this year Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty nominated for best narrative best performance by Idris Elba best community support and best ongoing game which it won that makes no flipping sense. So, so hold up. Let's actually let's let's look at it. This is not a new game, right? This this is just a DLC. Question Technically, mark? yes. Yep. Okay. So, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 77 2077. And so, why why did Cyberpunk 77 came come out, JJ? Uh, a year or two ago? 2020, I think. No shot. Hold up. Hold up. There's no way that it's that old. December 10th, 2020. And, Dude. And it's a game. No way. It's been out for three years, which is already crazy. And there's no I mean, shot. I heard that this DLC was just as long as the campaign and severely improved upon the game itself's mechanics. So... In the end, it technically is a whole other game in and of itself. Yeah. But for ongoing community support. Yeah, best ongoing game was... N it, that does not make any sense. Because I, I think I told you this stat before. I saw online. <laughs> it had like 50,000 players on Steam, right? And then 
in that same day, plus prior days before, Fortnite, another nominee for this category, <laughs> oh, had yeah, had five to six million consistently. Like consistently, and you're telling me that this game that has fifty thousand won best ongoing. Now, both me and JJ love Fortnite. That's the main part of our podcast. Are we mad Fortnite didn't win? No, because there's other nominations that we would have been okay with. Like, consistently, Genshin Impact is also on this. And I think we'd both be okay, even if we don't play it, for Genshin Impact to win. Because that is a huge game with a big player base. That they are consistently updating. So, yeah. We... You fixing your game three years later and, like, just making a brand new game as DLC is not the same as seasonal updates that are practically Mm -hmm. drastically changing the game with having millions of new players yeah what (laughs) you know that one it it felt like was a little biased there same with last year didn't final fantasy win that last year yo that's almost like they don't want fortnite to win but again there's other nominations that should win but here, let's let's remember. Let's look at where they're pulling from. These game review sites. What are they going to be playing? Not Fortnite. What, for their job? They're going to be playing these narrative story games yeah. that are getting updates. They're not going to be playing games like... They don't check you know, out the Fortnite, Fortnite They're not seasons? playing Genshin Impact. Bro, screw them. They're missing out. You know, they don't, they don't review those, so they're not going to be playing them, meaning they're not going to recommend slash suggest them. And that right there is where I'm saying it feels like our vote doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Because that really is what matters for something like ongoing is people have to still be playing it. And so having these reviewers be the people that are like, oh, I think this game should be nominated because it was so great this year. Well, yeah, what about that game that you reviewed when it first came out that's still going stronger than ever? (laughs) Six years of the making, by the way. Mm -hmm. That's... Anyway, so, yeah, let's I just think continue, certain categories need a revamp stuff, for that because that one just mm-hmm. obviously anyways, two uh, years in a row scuffed. Yeah, Forza Motorsport got nominated for innovation in accessibility and best sports and racing, which it won both of those. Oh, cool. Ray Forza, I'm sure Jaden was happy about that. Uh, sports for the best sports and racing, I could definitely see it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it was definitely one of the most graphically gra- graphically. There we go graphically impressive games of this year uh i think the only one that really was at war with it was the crew i think yeah crew uh motorsport because jaden's been playing that a good bit i, I <laughs> think would have been the only other one yeah so that was up there and i saw a lot <laughs> of talk and updates and stuff about that and then those games especially are always known for their accessibility features so yeah that makes sense um here's one of my highlights hi-fi rush Nominated for Best Art Direction, Best Scoring Music, Best Audio Design, Innovation and Accessibility, and Best Action Game. And it won the Best Audio Design. Okay, so... Which, you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I wanted to point something out with audio design, because while watching, they they played some music. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny. Why does it feel like these big games, and especially their audio, are so, like, Nordic? Like, Viking? Like, old school? Like, last year, I feel like the big ones were, like, God of War and Elder Ring, which is very old school. It's not, like, no, not not very mm-hmm. modern. 
And then like the song they were playing, like it's it feels like it's Viking, the visuals and everything of that stage play that they did. It's just kind of <laughs> funny. But like that's I mean, I guess that's one of the like they want different performances, right? They don't want just somebody to come up on stage and, you know, perform a song. They want, like, mm-hmm. a different per- performance that they can add character to. And that's one of the most common things in gaming is that kind of Nordic Norse kind of style. And yeah. so if they are pulling from strictly their nominations, that is going to be one of the easiest to do. I'm not complaining. It's just kind of a funny coincidence that I that I kind of mentioned. So I, I, I noticed while watching the Game Awards, it's like, huh, again? Mm-hmm. just kind of weird and and like i know we definitely do not have the same music taste but i feel like something more modern like i feel like i'm just surprised it's not something more modern mm-hmm. but yeah uh i feel like high fire rush probably should have won best art direction in my opinion because you know what other game did a hybrid of 3d animation and anime animation this well in the past right like, mm-hmm. obviously, we've had games like, you know, Scarlet Nexus, Near Automata, but they just don't blend uber well a lot of the time. Like, don't get me wrong, they're very visually impressive games, and I love their style. However, Hi-Fi Rush somehow managed to find that perfect balance of, like, being cartoony, but also being anime, but also not too, like, Japanese. It, it was just, like, if it had a very good balance, and then also blending that with your gameplay and your music. I feel like... That's kind of an impressive feat. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But yeah. It's like I said before, like it mm. it's just we don't really know what the specifics for these are. So like what mm. exactly art design is, because that that's a very broad thing. That's a very open ended yeah. topic. Uh, yep, then there was Sea of Stars, which was nominated for Best RPG and Best Independent Game. It did indeed win Best Independent. T. Which I saw it on Game Pass, I think. Bro. Oh. Don't know what it's about, but cool, I guess. <laughs> then there was Street Fighter VI, which was nominated for Innovation and Accessibility, Best Fighting Game, and Best Multiplayer. It won Best Fighting Game. Cool. That makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. I kind of personally was rooting for uh, Mortal Kombat 1, just because, you know, I kind of was enjoying all the collabs they were adding. It looked pretty cool, but Street Fighter, I uh, definitely understand. I don't know if sense. you heard about just how bad Street Fighter 5 was, and I'm wondering no. if that ha- helped. Street Fighter 5 was terrible. I've heard so Ooh. many bad things, and I'm wondering if it's just because it was good this time around, uh, Street Fighter 6. I don't wonder if that helped versus something like another Mortal Kombat. Not saying it's bad, it's just like, oh, hey, here's the last one, here's another one. That's really it. Versus coming back from a down, like a low point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not too sure. That's the end of the list, though. Cool. So I think this year, I think we can agree with a lot of them a lot more than last year. Mm -hmm. I think last year, there was a lot that we were just kind of like, Mm, yeah, what? we only have qualms with like one or two different categories, yeah. and even then, it's not big. We just wish something else. Really? I think the main one that we had was uh, maybe multiplayer and ongoing. <laughs> I think that's really the yeah. only ones we had big problems with. <laughs> okay, so now I'm go- I got the game of- game awards YouTube pulled up, and I'm just gonna be going through all these videos. Uh, I'm not sure all I'm not all of them 
remind me, but I'm gonna try to mention the name. We're gonna be like, hey, here's a trailer we remember from the premiere from seeing it and talk about it a little bit if we remember. Cause there's a few that looked pretty interesting, whether that be visual, story, this, that. Yeah. So, ugh. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. That's that a game coming out. I, I definitely want to talk about that one. So okay. have, you, have you ever heard of this game before? No. Okay. So this was a huge, well, mostly huge indie puzzle game back in like the 360 slash PlayStation 3 era, I believe. Okay. I don't really know PlayStation stuff, but um, yeah, I think this game definitely was a very innovative one in terms of how they tackled the whole puzzle genre because from what i remember and i technically own it on the epic game store so i might play it at some point again there are two brothers obviously but it's a single player game and you control both of them oh. doing these puzzles so it's like teamwork with yourself one stick controls one brother and the other stick controls the other and you have to like simultaneously use them or consecutively use them to solve these different puzzles as they're working with each other that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was, it definitely made you use your brain a bit more and controlling two different characters was like something completely new. Like I don't think anybody had done that prior. So it's definitely pretty cool. I've seen some, uh, it's kind of like some of those Fortnite duo runs or something where you kind of have to use your, your teammate. You have to like, oh, you have to open this and like doing different things in a very unique way compared to normal. Yeah. Sounds interesting. I have to. I don't know if I'll play it, but I'll definitely check out like a gameplay of it or something. Yeah. Um, Pony Island Two, Panda Circus World. Um, I don't know how to feel about that one. That was kind of a weird trailer. I know uh the other game that that developer made. Uh, what was it called? The card one. I don't remember. I forget. Uh, but yeah, I, I've I've seen a game by them. They're definitely a out of the box kind of developer. Yeah, it seems like so it's very kind of weird. Uh, the rise of the golden idol. Okay, it's another one. Or is it a uh, usual June world? Oh no, it has the same video, <laughs> two different names. Oh, <laughs> uh, usual. That's what June it's called. One of it's one of them's that. Yeah. Usual June honestly looked pretty good. I, I'm not gonna lie, that one had a very interesting style and the combat looked pretty fun. So that might be one that I end up trying out. Okay. Yeah, I, I did like the, the visuals. So uh, again, I think that's one that I might watch. Hopefully somebody I watch does uh, video gameplay of it. Uh, Harmonium, the musical world. Okay, okay, so I have a qualm with this one, and I told this to Lexi as well. I am not at all opposed to games having impressive accessibility, right? Mm. But when you make a game focused on the fact that, oh, look, this game is about accessibility, well, that's, that's kind of dumb, because then as somebody who doesn't need any of those features, it makes me feel like, oh, why would I even play this game then? Like, I'm not part of the community that this game is made for, so why, why should I even play it? That's fair. I, I like and so, music, and this just didn't connect with me at all. Yeah, it it just... It feels... Ex not exclusive. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not inclusive of the majority of the gaming community. It just is targeted at those people who might relate to those kind of accessibility mm -hmm. features, you know? 
Obviously, I we don't remember. I don't think you remember the entire trailer. I don't remember the entire trailer. And this is also the first trailer. So when these come out, maybe we'll, maybe it's different. We haven't actually properly seen the game yet, right? Because this is mm. only so. Our thoughts can very much change. We haven't seen it. That's just from the first like announcement of the game. Yeah. So, uh, wind blow looked interesting i guess From the creators of dead cells art style was neat but yeah yeah well, yeah the, the character design looks a little weird but i like the <laughs> animation style so we'll see a uh, thrasher world oh gosh that was like the weird rhythm music one that's right? what it looks like yeah yeah it looked interesting i'm always like open to kind of rhythm games like i'm not against the different styles this one just looks very extravagant you know <laughs> I'm, I'm looking you know when you hold over like a youtube video it shows like a clip it like repeats mm -hmm. a clip it looks like some final anime attack it's like with a 39 well, impact frames or something i'm like what is going like, on you had a little little too many drug boys and you're like yeah tripping Oh no. <laughs> anyway. Damn. Yeah, it looks interesting. I'll I'll try to see if I can see some gameplay when that gets uh closer to release. Boom. Dave the driver. <laughs> it exists. It exists. Uh we did a mention, uh content creator of the year. Uh it was Iron Mouse. Which I know some cool. people were mad about. I don't think people realize how big VTubers are. <laughs> I was hoping for Cypher PK, but like, I also. But I I do wish it was Cypher PK specifically this year though, because I'm pretty sure he like started Oni Studios this year, and I feel like that should have put some more clout in his bag, kind of thing. But oh well. Now this one, I'm actually kind of interested uh, about World of Goo Two. Yep, it's been, what, 10, 11 years since the first game like came out, and nobody anticipated this. I actually just downloaded World of Goo 1, because it's, like, free with Netflix or whatever, <laughs> so I downloaded it on my phone, and I'm gonna play that through it. I, I didn't like, play the first one, but visually, oh. it reminds me of one of those, like, mobile games that I used to play, like, uh, yeah. Best Fiends. <laughs> yeah, it, like, visually, that is... So yeah. it's it's definitely an interesting game, and from what I recall, the story was never really a huge focus, right? Like it, it had story, but the focus was the puzzles, right? Yeah. And so the fact that it's getting a sequel, which is a follow-up to the story, I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yup. Anyway, here's another game that I'm very much looking forward to, and I'm guessing I'm when I say it. Before we talk about it, are you surprised that I'm excited about this or not? Uh, no. Metaphor. Uh, re... Fantasio? Fantasio. Fantasio. Are you surprised that I'm excited about that? I am not at all surprised. <laughs> it is It is an anime game for those who have no yeah, idea what we're talking about. Much. But story-wise, it, um, it seems very interesting. Yes. Uh, here. Who was it? Who is the developer of this one? It's not in the description, I don't think. Quick yeah, research break. 
Found it. Oh. It is Studio Zero. Studio Zero. Okay. Because I wanted to say it looks a lot like the. Um... Oh my gosh. Why am I drawing a blank? Persona? The... Yes. Thank you. Because Persona that, is the, that is the same developer. Developer. Really? I thought it was Square Enix. Uh, well, I'm seeing here like other stuff. We have Persona 3 Reloaded, Persona 5, and Persona 3. So, I I don't know. Maybe it's one of those. Uh, do you know Raven Software? No. Um, they they help make Call of like they don't make their own games, but they help with a lot of the Call of Duty. So I'm wondering if maybe this is a one of those uh, assistant developers, and maybe mm-hmm. they're just making their own game this time around or something. Yeah. But yeah, it, it very much looks in the vein of that style. And I will say, I would not be opposed to playing it. However, these games, the Persona games especially, tend to be upwards of 200 hours to fully complete the story. So, I don't know if that is something I'd be willing to undertake. Why not? <laughs> because 200 hours is a lot of hours, my friend. But don't you it like... Takes 20 to 40 hours to beat an average game these days. But, but I didn't you like Boulder's Gate? I haven't played it. Oh, you haven't played it? I thought you played Boulder's Gate. Oh, dang, what? bread. Because Boulder Gate also Congrats. takes like 200 hours. No, actually, it does not take 200 hours. Well, my friend said it takes, it takes 80 to 100. Well, my friend said mm. he's like 97 hours in and there's a whole bunch more to do. Well, if he's doing side content, that makes sense. Well, he's probably, yeah, he's probably going for the 100%. Yeah, I'm not even talking about 100% though, like, just if you are purely focusing on the story and nothing else, Persona games take 200 hours. Oof. Yeah. So yeah, that one, I, I'm not, not opposed to, it just depends on how long it is. I just looked up Persona 5 and it said only 100 hours, so I don't know. 200 seems like a bit much. Maybe that's yeah. 100%. Who knows? Anyway, we got some winners, winners. Uh, Exodus. Oh, I do want to say that this is 100% though, that one. I'm going to check out some of these other ones. I am 100% going to be checking out for the release date for this one. The uh, Really? Metaphor. Exodus? No, for Metaphor. Oh, metaphor? I'm just saying. Before. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, Exodus is the next one. Exodus, yeah. Uh, what do you think about this one? I honestly am excited for this one. This looks yeah. really cool. And I know this is technically a cinematic trailer, not like a gameplay trailer, so I don't know how the gameplay is going to be. However, the story trailer just looks really interesting. It kind of gives me, like, heavy, like, Dead Space mixed with Mass Effect vibes. Mm-hmm. I can see which that. Which, I never beat Mass Effect, but it was a heavy RPG game based on relationships, and, you know, I really enjoyed Dead Space. So, I could see this being a blast. It does look very interesting. Um... Yeah, no, I'm excited to see uh, more of the enemies. I always like games like these because they have very unique enemy uh, models. It's not, you know, zombie. It's not like very uniform, same, same old, same old. Yeah. So, so is that going to be one that you're going to be like definitely checking out? At least trying to? Most likely, yeah. Cool. 
Um, next one I do want to mention, it's not a new game, it is a DLC though, is God of War Ragnarok Valhalla sure. DLC. I saw this, I'm like, wait, are they really announcing another God of War game? That's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah, not, no, it's just but DLC. It's a, it's a DLC for Valhalla, which I have to note, calling it Ragnarok Valhalla is kind of stupid because those are like the same thing. As far as I know, in Norse mythology, those are the, like, the same thing. Ragnarok and Valhalla are both like the end of the world. I, from what I remember, I'm pretty sure Valhalla is like a place. And Ragnarok is like the end of the world. Like Valhalla is like where Vikings go when they die. Like, like an afterlife type of thing. Which for something like God of War makes sense if he's going to heaven, hell type of thing. Here. That would make a lot more sense. Maybe I'm just dumb. Anyways, I'm not sure, um, but that's what I know. Yeah. I do like a lot of that kind of stuff a little bit. So not Great. too sure, but I, I actually texted my friends like, hey, because I know he, he likes God of War a lot and Kratos. Ooh. And uh, it was really funny in our last campaign. We constantly joked about him being Kratos with his very limited clothing and calling people boy. <laughs> but um, yeah, he said he downloaded it already. He's going to check it the out. The fact that it's a free DLC but, is kind of surprising to me. Like with how much content they said was in it. Free is kind of surprising. Actually, this is we're seeing this a lot more now, aren't we? You know, we saw uh, security I, breach. What was the other one? Uh, was Cyberpunk free? Was that a free no, DLC? No, it was forty dollars. Oh damn! Oh, but, but then we have God of War. I feel like we're seeing a lot more free DLC total, <laughs> which is good. I'm happy about that. That's a good thing. Yeah, because we're already spending seventy dollars on the game. Mm-hmm. There's one that I kind of found hysterical. Big Walk. I'm kind of looking forward to this. Yeah, and uh, I think it said it was the devs of, what, Untitled Goose Game? Yes. Yes. So that game obviously took the internet by storm. It was a hilarious little indie game, you know? People Mm -hmm. found it so funny. And then, you know, you have this, which is like a multiplayer hike game I don't know what it is. And mysteries? I don't know what it is. It just looks very interesting and it seems like it's gonna it feels like it's gonna be one of those games like Rust that is gonna be like an online game and you can kind of just have some fun. <laughs> and from what I understand like the trailer was conveying was like it's going to have one of those dynamic voice chats where like you use the in-game voice chat and it responds to the world around you. Kind of like the recent game that's been circling uh lethal company where it's like mm. to, like if you walk into a room that is like a big wide open room there's echo on your voice or you know yeah if you're you know halfway dead you're gonna sound like a little muffled you know yeah stuff like that that's gonna be really cool yeah no okay. this is just like a really random game and it's not like one that i'm super like oh i can't wait like i'm this is on the top of my list i'm just kind of interested like this is just this kind of piqued my interest and i don't know if i'm gonna play it but i definitely want to keep up on it a little bit like, I'll, yeah. I'll watch the trailers as they come out because it's not coming out to 2025. So we have some time. Yeah. Anything else? Anyways, uh, next up okay. is Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. Uh, do you know anything about the Hellblade games? Um, no. However, okay. I did see this one. And this is another one that, surprisingly, I'm kind of looking forward to. I don't play like games like this, but it just looks kind of fun you should see if you can get the first hellblade game on playstation because oh my goodness i did not beat it keep in mind i did not beat it 
However, the like two to three hours that I did play of it was such a different and unsettling experience, right? Oh, this is unsettling. a story game where you play as somebody with psychosis. So as you are doing any action in the game, you have voices in your left and right ears, but like you have to play with headphones because this is like unreal. You have little voices whispering in your ears. Like if you're climbing a ladder, they're like, don't look down. It's like, it's absolutely crazy. Like it, it's so it insane. It is on PlayStation. It's only $30. <laughs> I highly recommend picking that up if it does seem like something you're interested in. Was the last time. <laughs> was was the last one. So that's what, six, seven years? Because it's probably going to come out next year. That's a, <laughs> that's a big, big uh, wait. Yeah, no. I'm yeah. looking forward to that one, surprisingly. Mm. I'll have to check out the first one then to see if it's something I'm more interested in. But yeah. I'm definitely going to keep my uh, <laughs> eyes open on this one. <laughs> Uh, next one? Question mark. Uh, yep. Uh, Kim Kimuri. 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 Something. I don't know. Some Japanese word. Uh, this trailer conveyed nothing about what the game is meant to be. It gave us a little bit of stylized, you know, art. But apart from that, all we saw was some characters and some enemies. So I don't know if this is an RPG. I don't know if this is a multiplayer. I can catch this something we're going to have to wait for. Obviously, like we said, this is like the first announcement of a lot of these. So they're probably just like, hey, we have a spot. Let's let's like tease it. And for all we know, it's not coming out to 2026. And like, this yeah. is just the very first like promotional, like almost image of a game. Who knows? Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, next one. Next one. No rest for the wicked. Did you have thoughts on this one? It, it, it looks cool. It kind of seems... Not the story is bad. It just... I feel like there's so many games like that. Like this right now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Honestly, it's fair. It just... You know, dungeon crawler kind of experience. And yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the way they animated it and stuff. It's just... It's like cel-shaded realism. It just doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah. Gonzo! Yeah. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> A uh, new Dragon uh, Ball game. Yep. Cool. That exists. I, I, I'm I not a fan of a lot of these anime games because they're generally very similar to each <laughs> other or it's just kind of like a hack and slash where it's just like you just kind of spam. Okay. Like I can just spam the command man and just fight like hordes of enemies. And it's just kind of like, eh. <laughs> That's one reason why I like One Piece Odyssey so much. Is it has a very much distinct story and has a very different game style gameplay style yeah um casting of frank stone yep i don't know exactly what this game entails it looked very cinematic from the trailer yeah. we got i'm assuming it's going to be something more along the lines of you know a very narrative driven game because obviously it's by the developers of dead by daylight mm -hmm. and this is meant to be their like single player story game in the same universe i'm assuming if i had to compare it to anything i'd probably compare it to alan wake uh i have not played alan wake just keep in mind but from what i have seen of it little gameplay snippets and stuff it is a very narrative driven game with some like open-esque areas where you like look around but it is still like not open yeah. it, it looks cool I, I might watch something but it, it's not really my type of thing 
Visions of Mana. Yep. Looks cool. Did you have thoughts? Visually. Uh, this might be one that I'm going to wait for another trailer for, but I don't, I don't really have much thoughts on this one. <laughs> I, I definitely like the style, and obviously it's a Square Enix game, so, you know, it's got that big name behind it. It definitely has potential. Some of the gameplay does look pretty cool. It's very flashy, but it also looks very, not childish in its animation, but simple. Yeah. Like, it's, it's nothing complex. It's a very colorful, you know, it doesn't seem like... Like, when a game has this much color, it usually does not have that heavy of a story. And these days, people are very into the heavy stories. So, we'd have to see how it goes. But I think it it has potential. Yeah. Um, we do only have 10 minutes. We might have to speed through a few of these then. Okay, uh, Rise of the Ronin. What'd you think of that? Like I said, just kind of seems generic. There's a few games like that that are out right now. Yep, not very interesting in my opinion. Uh, OD. I am looking forward to see more of this. I want to know what the heck this is. Same. But it seems interesting. I think yep, it, it feels like a Detroit Become Human type of thing. That's kind of what I got from it. But he said it wasn't really a game, but it also wasn't really a show. But sir, I'm just saying, like, I got a vibe. So I'm excited to see what yeah. it is. Very interesting. Uh, obviously we got a rocket racing trailer. It was cool to see yep. it was in there at least. Uh, uh, Black Myths. Uh, you misskipped Jurassic Park Survival. Oh, do I? Oh. Which, when I saw cool. this, I thought it was a new movie. It looks really Look, realistic. I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. at a certain parts you realized it was a game and it was animated, but, like, at first, mm -hmm. I'm like, is this a new movie? I, the premise seems really interesting. <laughs> this might be one I, I want to check out. Because I like dinosaurs. Yeah. So, this is mm -hmm. what I'm going to keep up with. Yeah. Rocket Racing, Black Myth. Uh, yeah. Suicide Squad. Eh. I'm not a huge DC person, and I had, um, we're waiting for the watch party mm -hmm. so I can see if I like Suicide Squad characters. So, yeah. Honestly, I'm not a huge DC person either, but I think this game could be pretty cool. So, I might end up playing it. To be determined. Warframe. Yeah, it's Warframe. 10 years, they said. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Because I have yeah. one friend that constantly plays this still. Yeah. Tales of Kinzara. Uh, eh? It, I, uh, I will say it was really cool to hear his story beforehand. <laughs> that was cool. Game itself. Yeah. Eh, I don't really like the visual either. It feels really weird. Yeah, it, uh, it was interesting. Uh, Lost <laughs> Records. <laughs> Bloom and Rage. Yep. It's game. Yes. Uh, first Berserker. All right. Uh, um, yeah, it's a game. Uh, Final Fantasy, and it's not a Final Fantasy game. What? Um, Honkai Star Rail, obviously. Yep. Blade. Wait, oh, it, I Blade. Uh, this is where I'm getting to where I wasn't able to, where I kind of stopped. I thought this was already out. Is this like a console premiere? The Honkai? Uh, Honkai Star Rail? It is out. Uh, I'm guessing it's just like their next chapter, kind of. Okay, it's like DLC trailer. type thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Blade. Blade. I'm so excited for this. Oh my gosh. So, um, obviously, this is going to be the same caliber as the, you know, the Spider-Man game and the upcoming Wolverine game. You know, same kind of like story-focused kind of Marvel game. Cool. Except... It is going to be a lot more narrative driven than the gameplay of Spider-Man from what I understand. Like it's going to be 
almost in the vein of the Guardians of the Galaxy game, from what I hear. Okay. Um, but this character is not one that I've explored a lot, but seems really cool to me. And being able to explore, like, Paris, France, like, that just sounds so cool, bro. Yeah, no, uh, wait. I, I think I, I've seen some more than you, probably, because I, I think I know somewhat, not not a lot, but I definitely know of him. <laughs> so it seems it's going to be interesting. Uh, compared to something like Spider-Man, it's not something that I'm excited for, purely because of the character, not gameplay or anything or story. I just don't, I didn't really connect with him. Same with Wolverine. I'm not super excited about that, because I just don't care <laughs> that much about Wolverine. But uh, I'm, I didn't know this was coming out, so I'm guessing it's not by the same developers. So that's one thing I want to be interested about, to see another developer's take mm -hmm. on a Marvel game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say. Anyways, yep, we gotta hop to the next one. So, yep. Last Sentinel. Last Sentinel, it's a game. It's a game. It exists. Uh, uh, first Descendant. It kind of looked cool. I'll, I'll keep up on this one a little bit more than some of these other ones, but still kind of just eh, looks a little generic to me. Yeah. Nothing too out of the box. Got your GTFO, you know, yeah. last chapter, stuff like that. Den of uh, Wolves. Den of Wolves looked interesting, I guess. It's a game. It is a game. Exoborn, Master of the Apocalypse. It's a game. Yeah. So, yeah, I will say. Asgard's Wrath, too. Oh, I will say visually, I'm excited about this one. This looked really cool. Which one? Exoborn? No, no, uh, Azura. Asgard's Wrath. Yeah. Visually, it looks really cool. So I'm excited to, like, I don't know if I'm going to play it gameplay-wise, but I'll watch somebody play it. It looks really cool. It's a VR game, so. Oh, cool. Um, Fallout. It's not a Fallout game. It's not a game. It's a series. Series? Oh, great. Amazon series, yep. Oh, great. Then speaking of which, adaptations have been good recently. Yeah, no, they have been good. So we'll see. We'll see. Light No Fire looks intriguing, honestly. Yeah. Mostly just waiting to see more. Uh, Monster Hunter, you know, it's a Monster Hunter game. Yep. And that's about it. Yeah, that looks like it. Yep, so... Julio. Any any final additional thoughts on the show? Uh, I... Old Spice was random. Old Spice need to get out of here. <laughs> nah, it it's it's hard because with Minecon, right? Not not lately, yeah, but in the first few years, I feel like we were able to get a lot of community stuff with announcements, and I wish we can get a little bit more community stuff, like maybe seeing the community. Like I feel like if we would have spent throughout a little bit more time of some gameplay or maybe some developers, not like indie developers, but just people making mods and stuff. I feel like that could have been cool. Mm -hmm. or, or, um, I think the hard part for that is, you know, finding like where to do that for. Cause like, oh, yeah, obviously, no, no, it's sure you can easy. advertise like a mod making program. There could have been maybe an advertisement for Unreal 5. However, a lot of companies these days are saving those advertisements for their own shows. Like Xbox has their yeah. show, PlayStation has their show, Unreal even has their own show. So like, it's hard for these kinds of shows to really find premiere trailers and you know additional content these days because people all want yeah. to draw attention to their own production not saying it's easy it just feels like between the game awards and the trailers there's a lot of just eh, 
And even some of the yes. trailers, I just don't care about the trailer. And then here, I have to sit here for three minutes until the next award. So that's really yeah. it. This year, I'm I'm definitely underwhelmed with the show, I think. Yeah. It was cool to see, and I'm happy with some of the awards. However, the reveals themselves were just kind of meh. Especially when they just like, here's another one. And then we just cut right back to another video. And it's like, bro. Yeah. It's like, instead of giving us quantity of like all these like little tiny games or you know games that are all just kind of generically the same give us you know things people would actually be excited for or games that you know do something interesting with the space they have yeah we'll see i'm looking forward to uh there's definitely a lot more compared to last year there's some stuff i'm looking forward to this year though it's coming here yeah we'll have to see what comes up yep i think that's it Euro. So, out of 10, what would you rate this show? Uh, the show itself, I'd say like 7. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Solid 7. I'd say 6. 6? Okay. That's fair. Okay. Alright. And All right. make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. Make sure you hit the bell to listen when we have more stuff coming out. Because we have a lot of stuff coming out. You don't want to miss an upcoming New Year episode. It's going to be a big it's one. It's going to be big. It's going to be crazy. And it's going to be wild. Wait, that was earlier this last... That was last chapter. Oh, crap. Anyway, bye. Bye.